Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coach, good talk to you again, man. Look forward to it, man. I'm happy for your success over at NC State, man. I see you've been doing big things. I'm glad you moved up there to get it done, get it done over there, man. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I've got a tremendous job, a great fan base. Um, I've got I've really some really good players that I really like who are, you know, obviously uh, starting to um, develop the culture that I want them to have, both on and off the court. Um, our guys are doing a great job in the classroom. I've got a great recruiting class coming in, a great recruiting recruiting class from this past year. And so we're moving in the right directions. Um, you know, we've had some challenges. But that being said, we've been fortunate enough in the last three years to win 20 games and put ourselves in a good situation. So we're moving forward. I like where we're at. I like um, how our guys are competing every day. Now, that's really right, Coach. You know, you guys, man, coming into a new job, 20 wins, Every year you've been there, man, that's a hell of a standard you set there, Coach. Talk about coming in day one, 17, setting that cultural standard to say, hey, we're going to play the ball this way. It's how our program going to run, and, and it's successful. Because you've been there three years, 20 wins each year you're there. Well, I think it's important when you take over a job that you implement your system. And some people will decide to wait and say, well, I got to get the guys that I want to play that system. Well, I think it's important when you take a job that these are your guys. And so, so when you look back at, you know, my years at Wilmington, we came in, we hit the ground running. We were fortunate enough to win three regular season championships and made it to two tournaments. Here, we've done some of the same thing. We came in running. We made the NCAA our first year, the NIT the next year. Then, unfortunate, because of COVID, we didn't have a, a chance to play postseason this year. But you have to come in and establish what you want. That doesn't mean that any program that you take over, that the culture is not actually right. It means what does that mean for your culture and what you're looking for to run your program. And that's that was important to me. Um, we're starting to recruit the guys that we really, really think fit our system and play the way we want to play. That being said, I've had some good players, whether they were left here or we recruited them in our first couple of years. And coach, this is so important. They are my guys now. Because a lot of coaches, like you said, they'll say, no, those aren't my guys. No, when you took their job, you chose those guys who took their job at every school you took a job at. So you say that, Coach, is so important because a lot of times guys feel like the coach system feel like you're not my guy. You're just kind of here. You know, <laughs> that's not right. When you took that job, those are now your guys and treat them as yeah, such. People, people tend to say that when they lose. You know, that's a built-in excuse. Well, wait till I get my 
guys. And um, I agree. Like I said, you, you, when you take a job and you sign on that dotted line and you become a part of that program and that system and that school, they're your guys and you should welcome them that way. And we have, and that's what we will always continue to do. And Coach, about the March, you know, it was my birthday, March 11th, everything kind of went sideways on my birthday. I can't forget it never again in my life. I know what my birthday, day, the COVID kind of went crazy. Now, where were you Where were you guys at uh, for us getting ready to see tournament over there in Greensboro? And how did it all go down for you and your, your players telling you your men who will not be back with you, it's, it's all over. How was it for you and your staff and, and your, your young men? You know, it was a tough day. Um, we, you know, I think about we were playing really good basketball. We finished our senior day where we played well. We won at home, uh, I think, against um, Wake Forest for senior night. We played Pitt on the 10th, I want to say. Uh, played a really good game. Uh, we were about to play Duke the next morning, I think, around 1230-ish, uh, give or take, or maybe even 1 o'clock. Uh, we had had a great, you know, two. we played Duke twice. We split. Uh, we won at home by 22. Uh, we were, we had a great opportunity to go into that game, and I thought we were playing well, but unfortunately we got the news, and we got the news that the NCAA that the ACC was canceled. But shortly after we got back to campus, we got the news that there will won't be an NCAA. It's tough um, when you think about bringing in. I had three, you know, uh, seniors who obviously wanted to have an opportunity to play further, have a chance to compete for an ACC championship have a chance to go on and compete for a national championship. And when you get the rug pulled from under you, that's a tough deal. And I don't just feel bad for uh, basketball. We were fortunate enough, I think, last year to get 32 games in. There were some spring sports that didn't even have a chance to play. And so I think this thing affected everybody. It's still affecting everybody. Uh, we've found ways now to possibly play uh, while COVID is going on. But that's going to be a tough thing to do to deal with. Most definitely, Coach. And you know, also for your government I academically, you know, going from on campus to now having to go to being virtual. So, how is academic advisors and coaches help your young men stay engaged academically, where they have to start from scratch now, being at home, where you have structured study halls and things of that nature on campus, now they're to themselves at home. So, how do you kind of manage that for your young men academically? Well, I've got a tremendous support staff. Um, we've got a bunch. Our academic support staff is one of the best in the country, and they've done a tremendous job helping our guys transition from in-person classes to online. And for, for most people out there that don't realize how tough that is, it's really tough because all of us, we learn in a different way. Some guys have excelled and done a tremendous job in that area, and some guys have struggled because they need more one-on-one uh, interaction. They need more face-to-face -face tutoring. They need to sit in classes. Managing, managing your time with online classes, because when people think online classes, they'll automatically think, man, I love to do that. That's easy. Well, it's a little tougher because you got to be at a certain place at a certain time. You have to focus a lot more. Um, you know, you don't have the, the luxury of um, being able to talk to your classmates, think about doing a group project, when there is no group project where you can meet and do all of that type of stuff. Study hall, which our guys normally would have in person, that's now become over the computer. You have to deal with technology. Some places, and sometimes you're in places, you and I even go through this, where our internet doesn't work. Uh, yes, and sir. It goes in and out. And so that being said, uh, with the current situation, we have been able to do a really good job. We're into exams this week. Uh, hopefully our guys will finish out strong. 
and be able to, um, you know, finish the grades. And, and I tell our guys, shoot for the best, best grades you can get. We want A's and B's. Um, I don't love C's and D's, uh, but I don't. I definitely don't want F's. And yes, so we're, we're getting our guys to try to focus in and stay locked in under this current situation. And, Coach, speaking of that, how did you kind of use Zoom to keep your young men's mind sharp mentally based on what's going on with the COVID, racial justice around our country, the unrest here in Atlanta, Georgia, of course, around, around the nation? So how did you use Zoom to keep your young men's mind sharp or, or, or not letting everything around them bring them down? Yeah, you and I, man, we missed a great opportunity, man. And maybe you didn't, but I did, man. If I knew what I knew now, we would have invested in Zoom and made a lot of money off of it. Uh, Me and you both, Coach. Yeah, <laughs> It's changed the game and, and give credit to Zoom and, and all of the other avenues or different um, systems that we use to communicate now. But we use it in a lot of ways. Um, we talked about, you know, what we needed to do basketball-wise once we got back um, on track. You know, we did some film sessions with our guys on Zoom. Uh, we were able to uh, talk about academics. We were able to talk about what's going on around the world. And so most of our conversation, and even still to this day, uh, with our team at times, has been around Zoom and, and how do we, you know, obviously navigate what's happening in the world today. Most definitely, Coach. You know, for me, and the radio shows help me. I, I can see you guys never but oh, yeah. For me, it's good. For trying to, trying to build team building and team bonding, not so much. But for radio shows, it's good. But for a, a whole 15, 12, 15 guys, man, it's hard to bond over of course, screen, you know? Yeah, listen, hey, you could roll in, man, before just on the radio, man, and wear what you wanted to now. Yeah. You got to look here. That thing's out there now. We got to see you. You got to look good. Yeah, I got to look my Raider jumpsuit on and my Raider hat, man, so okay. now I'll be sharp out here, coach. Hey, look, you got to get your background right. You got to put the computer where you think it's going to look fine. I mean, look, it, you didn't, it's changed for you now. Usually, we could just hear you. We never was able to see you. Now we can see you, which is a good thing. Yeah, he most definitely yeah, coach can't, I can't, I can't be on the phone. No, I'm only thinking about my water. I got to make sure to get this camera right in front of me. <laughs> so you got that right, coach. Absolutely. Change the game for me. <laughs> yeah, we, hey, we, hey, we watching you now, brother. We, we keep an eye on you. <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, coach, I was asking you, man, you know, your guys have an MC at your host in Reynolds College. Tell us about that, coach, and what's going, who's going to be coming up there to play you guys. Yeah, we're excited about it. Um, we've got a two-game MTE here on the 25th. We will skip Thanksgiving Day and then come back on the 27th and play. Uh, it's a two-game MTE. It's more like a classic. Uh, we already know who we're playing. I'm bringing one of my former players, former assistant coach, and also new head coach at Eastern Kentucky, A.W. Hamilton, back. So uh, we will be playing on the first night on the 25th. We'll be playing – Charleston Southern, who has a bunch of returners back, who um, has done a tremendous job. It's a really good program. They have the player of the year in their conference. Uh, A.W. Hamilton at Eastern Kentucky. And then um, North Florida will play that second game. And then we'll flop teams on the 27th. But a really good tournament. Uh, it's a good tournament for us because we get a chance to play against two really good teams with some veteran guys uh, North Florida would be a little bit younger than they, they have been in the last few years. But because we don't have scrimmages and exhibitions, you know, all of these games will be tough at the beginning because I've got, I got a good bunch of uh, veterans that's returning, but I also got a bunch of young freshmen who's never played in a college game.
Now, Coach, I'll ask about that rotation-wise, putting in your schemes and putting in out-of-bounds plays, eight, after time out plays, all that kind of stuff. How has that been? We don't really know, you know, kind of get guys ramped up again from being inactive for so long as they won't have a nagging knee, ankle, a hamstring growing all year. So how has that been trying to ramp up and put stuff in, knowing that, hey, you got to kind of manage these things so you guys don't do too much and be injured all year long? Yeah, I'll, I'll look at it in a couple ways, and i answer that question in a couple ways. Um, you know, as you get closer to the season, you have to be as careful as you can. You got to go hard enough where, obviously, you know your guys are in shape to play in the game, and they're ready and prepared to play in the game. And that, that's been a tough thing for us because we've got so many new guys who played at high school last year. And so, and, and especially we've got two young, you know, point guards who've never played in a college game, which is obviously – the toughest position would be like the quarterback on the football field. So we're trying to throw as many things at those guys to, um, you know, give them different obstacles uh, in practice so they're ready for the game. The other thing is you have to have everybody on your roster ready at any point. You know, you never know what the situation may be with COVID-19, and you could be down two or three guys. Um, You could be down three or four guys. And so – Everybody has to stay ready and be ready to play. Most definitely, because Coach, you know, I'm, I saw some coaches this week who told me off, off the record, they, they're down for 14 days, don't know how they're going to be able to play next week because the guys have been out for, for quarantine. So with, with that, we know like here in Georgia, the rules are different than North Carolina, it's different than Alabama. So scheduling games, how's that been knowing that each state has different rules for quarantines and that kind of thing? Yeah, scheduling has, this has been the toughest year of scheduling um, since I've been in college basketball. And the reason being is obviously when the NCAA moved the the start date back to the 25th, um, we had to all figure out what we would do with those games that we lost that would have started 15 days earlier. We had to reschedule games. And then if you wanted to get to 27 games, you had to have an MTE or be involved with one. And so that also made it a challenge. But it, it's tough. Um, nothing's normal about this year. This year won't be normal. Uh, it will be an unusual year. And what I've told everybody on my team that you have to adjust to every situation this year because um, there's, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs and a lot of starts and stops during the entire season. Now, Coach, during this COVID-19, have you picked up any new hobbies? For me, I'm learning how to play the guitar now, Coach. So you picked up any new hobbies over the, the pandemic learning to make some of the time you had here? <laughs> Man, I wish you'd have bought that guitar, man. I love to hear your song, man. <laughs> I know you got it, but I ain't putting you on the spot because you ain't ready for that. I ain't going to make you play it right now. You know what I've done? Um, I try to get up in the morning. Um, of course, I take my mask with me in case people understand this. And I've become a, a more of a walker. Um, I've got outside, you know, gotten fresh air. I try to, I try to walk at least five to ten miles per day. And it's been a challenge lately because obviously it gets darker a lot quicker. But that's one of the things, and it's a peaceful thing. It puts me in a peaceful mind. You know, I get out, I walk around the neighborhood. You know, I try to walk, like I said, you know, and that's been something that I haven't done in the past, and it's something that I've embraced now. I hear that, Coach. You no, know, I, I mean, I'll tell you what. You're right, because it's getting dark here at 530, man. So, you know, by the time I want to get out there and get something going, it's getting dark. So I know what you mean on that. But, yeah, man, I thought the guitar was a good thing to learn, Coach. Sometimes it become more handy around the house here, man, because, you know, when I'm covering the NBA, covering college basketball, I'm always gone. I haven't left town in eight months, you know. So that was the guitar, oh, yeah. oh, handyman, yeah. all that stuff now. 
Look, that handyman stuff, man, I had to get out and walk because if I did, man, my wife was going to have a list of stuff that I needed to do. <laughs> At least I can get that hour, hour, 30 minutes by myself where, you know, and I, I get on the phone, I recruit, I listen to music, I talk to people. And so it's, it's real, it's been therapy to me. I read my mind, Coach, I asked you about recruiting. Uh, how was that via Zoom this time? You know, I know you're related to your relationship guy. I know you are. So how was that recruiting young men via Zoom, showing them the campus via Zoom, trying to learn their families via Zoom so they can say, hey, I want to come play with Coach Keats here in the Wolfpack? You're right. Um, I'm a people person, and I like to be in front of people. I like to sit across from them. I like to look them in the eye. Uh, it's been different. I had to adjust. Um, you know, we were able, you know, this past uh, week to sign three really good players. Um, and fortunate for us, um, they decided to come to NC State and play for me and our program and our system. But none of those guys took official visits, and that's tough. Um, obviously, we did a lot, you know, through Zoom, and we talked about our program. And moving forward, that seems like that's the way it's going to be, at least for the near future. And I had on to K.O. Siddle, uh, new coach at Wimbledon, to tell us about that that, that, that guy. I, mean, I, I was impressed with him. I loved his, our talk we had with him this early this spring. So that's how I think I'm going to do down there at Wimbledon, your old gig down there. You know, he's going to kill it. He's going to do well. Um, you, know, he's, you know, he's one of the best assistants that I've had. He's done a tremendous job. He earned his right to get that opportunity to coach there. You know, he was a really huge part of our success when I was um, at Wilmington, and I'm excited for him. Um, you know, it's going to take some time, you know, uh, but I think he's going to do a tremendous job there. Modell, Coach Keith, thank you for your time this morning. And, Coach, I'm not going to kill your train, man. I'm hoping tonight we hear your name called, Coach. Hey, man. Hey, listen. Hey, I'm okay. You know, what time is the draft? Do you know? 7.30 Eastern time. All right, listen, you can text me or call me at 7.20 and say, Coach, man, I was thinking about it. I talked to some people. Your name not going to get called. And I'm going to be okay by then. But all day I want to live that dream that there's a chance that, that you know, with 2020, anything can happen. You got gonna, that right. <laughs> hey, at the number 26 pick, so-and-so picks Kevin Keats from NC State. They can even put me at NC State right now. I'll leave right now, go play for a couple of years and come back and coach. That's what I'll do. <laughs> you can do it, Coach. I know you can, man. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, man. Coach, have a great day. Talk to you real soon, brother. I'm definitely cheering for you guys at the Wolfpack, man. Play Georgia Tech, man. Hope to see you coming. If you play, come here. Hope to see you, man. Come to town, man. Listen, man, always a pleasure to be on. Good to see you instead of just hearing you, and I appreciate you. Anytime, Coach. Be good. Be best, brother. Okay. Same to you. All right. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v 
on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.